Welcome to the 2021 Faculty of Science debate. I'm Ava Matasuza. I'll be moderating today's debate, um, and I'm really glad to say that we have three representatives from three of the parties today. So we have Robin Wakano from LEAF, Ava Klaffer from De Freie Student, or DVS, and we have Dan Yelema from Slavs. So the plan for today is that we'll first meet everyone in earnest, have a few opening statements, and then we'll go into some overall uni issues and then some faculty-specific issues. And for our listeners, um, if things get a little bit heated in the studio, um, I will be using the shush function, which pretty much is just if our candidates uh, start to engage a little bit too heavily with each other, I'll be shushing them by going shh to make sure that we can all get back on the same page. All right, so without further ado, I'm going to hand the proverbial and literal mic over to Dan. Well, thank you. Um, so I'll introduce myself. I'm Dan. Uh, I'm doing currently the second year of my chemistry master's, uh, and I'm here on the behalf of the party Slavs. Uh, we were originally founded in protest against the party system. We want people to represent their own opinions rather than just the opinion of some party. So uh, all the opinions I will be representing here are my personal opinions and not those of the party. Uh, there is one promise that part, uh, Slavs does make as a party, which is having free beer drinks uh, for students to give back to them. Lovely. Okay. Um, all right, let's go with Aifa next. Go well, ahead. Well, I'm looking forward to the free beers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Aifa. I'm going to start my chemistry master's <coughs> uh, next year at UFA. And I'm from uh, the Freie Student. It's translated to Free Student. So, as you probably can guess, considering our name, we find freedom of students really important. And what we want to um, accomplish, especially this year, is more flexibilization. So, having the ability to uh, pay per course if you want to, more digita digitalization. So, um, all lectures uh, online as well, and more pragmatism on the university. All right, great. Let's get to our final candidate from LEAF. Yes. Okay, well, uh, I'm uh, Robin Wakano. I'm a fourth year uh, computer science student. Um, I'm the third on the list of uh, LEAF, and I'm also currently a member of the student council. Um, uh, LEAF is a party, currently the largest party at the Faculty of Science. We were founded uh, in uh, uh, 2008, um, and we think uh, topics like decentralization, interdisciplinarity and uh, accessibility are uh, important. Great. All right. Thank you, guys. Um, so we're going to get more into the issues that some of you raised in um, your opening statements. But first, let's just start broad and talk about uh, an issue that most UFA students have been facing and that has only gotten worse with COVID, um, which is why are our UFA students so sad? Um, what is going on? <laughs> there has been um, a serious amount of increased depression um, in young people lately. And of course, COVID has been a big factor, but there do seem to be more structural problems at the UFA um, that maybe contribute to this. So what are the main problems that you see and what are you envisioning to kind of deal with these issues? Um, we can start with Dan. Yeah, so uh, I maybe should have told this before, but I'm already in the council as well. I'm going for my second year. Um, and one of the problems uh, I know we have is that people really... Thank you for fixing the microphone. All right. <laughs> so one of the problems we really do have is the fact that it takes quite long before you can actually book an appointment with uh, student psychologists because the amount of student psychologists we have is quite limited. 
so we would want to do something about that by, for instance, having a specific student psychologist at the faculty instead of just one, um, some people being there occasionally. We want a dedicated person to be there. Okay, that makes sense. And do we have any responses to... Uh, yeah, yes, I agree. Ahead. Mental health is really important and uh, psychologists from the university should be, should be accessible and it's not accessible enough right now. So, uh, well, actually, I think all three of us want to accomplish this. So I think we can uh, try to arrange this next year in the faculty. Yeah, um, this is an issue that has been uh, present for a while. And uh, the, the most difficult part is that, that the, the policy around uh, student psychologists is a central policy. So we as uh, parties, uh, we do have opinions about it, but it's it's uh, quite difficult for us to, as a, as a faculty student council, to directly impact this. So we can, of course, uh, make, uh, uh, we, we can tell our dean that we think it's important that we can try to work together with the central uh, student council to work on this issue. But it's not something we can really directly influence. But I, I think uh, I, I agree with the other two, um, other two candidates that uh, that uh, we all find uh, um, mental health a, a really important issue. And especially now uh, uh, during Corona, it, it has become apparent that a lot of uh, students are struggling uh, with, these, with these issues. We should definitely... Oh. Uh, we should definitely uh, bully the Central Student Council harder <laughs> about this. Yeah, and uh, of course, uh, for example, the Freistens also in the Central Council. So uh, if we see problems at our faculty, we can just, uh, with really short lines, uh, well, tell the Central uh, Council and ask them to fix it. And of course, help them to fix it. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so you're kind of raising the issue that, in a way, it's not necessarily up to the Faculty of Science, but it's more a responsibility of the the CSR. Is that right? We would have we would love to have it be our responsibility, but um, <laughs> if we don't get the right to dictate the policy from the UVA, uh, it's a hard thing to fix for us directly. So we just have to do it indirectly uh, through the Central Student Council. Yeah. So also the uh, the point uh, Dan mentioned that the fact that we don't have uh, actually uh, uh, student psychologists present at our faculty at our campus that's something we noticed as a faculty student uh, council. That's something that CSR might not be uh, that uh, uh, good at at, at at seeing. So I think that that's something we should work together at, even though that that the the responsibility might not be uh, ours as a faculty student council. We can still raise these issues and, and talk with the, the people who are responsible. I, th I think we, we, we can still do st something even though it's not uh, yeah, formally our, our, uh, our domain. So uh, yes, I agree with that. So you would suggest working with the CSR, for example? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah We've tried that, but um, CSR is sometimes pretty hard to reach. And with pretty hard, I mean very hard. <laughs> okay. Oh, but like... I have really tight connections with everyone from the Freie Students, so yeah, maybe that would there's one, make it a uh, little bit easier. <laughs> we have um, a representative from yeah. the Faculty Student Council yeah, that I goes know. to the Central yeah. Student Council, and even he had a tough time uh, getting people to um, care about the issue at our faculty, so it depends also just on the other people being yeah, present Yeah, of course, the but the more people uh, you know, the more chance there is they will listen. Ah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> So for each of you, the main goal is to get psychologists onto the uh, Faculty of Science campus. Have a dedicated psychologist, definitely. Yeah, yeah, especially now that uh, education is moving back to the to on, on campus uh, again, then 
I think it's important that students, after or before their lectures, they're able to just have a meeting with one of these uh, these uh, psychologists and to, yeah. to make it more accessible. And we should lobby for more uh, psychologists in general because there are just way too many, or way too less. Okay, little. Yeah. A little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're really struggling with it. <laughs> so the way that uh, you guys would want to do this is basically by indirect pressure because you're not necessarily able to do it. Uh, directly. Sadly, that's the only way we can go about it. And yeah. all three of you agree on this topic. Oh yeah, I, 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 okay. think, I think it's hard I to disagree. I don't want good mental health. Yeah, no, of course we do want good. Mental I mean, but you could have different things that you're aiming to do, kind of different goals. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I think this is quite the the, the at least at uh, at our faculty, it's quite uh, or or at in at Ufa in general, it's quite a, a practical problem that there's just not enough of these student psychologists. So that's why there are such long waiting lists. Why it's difficult to to get an appointment? I think the the easiest way to to solve this is just to hire more of these student psychologists. That that would increase accessibility dramatically. I think. So is this an issue that has to be raised with the budget? Because I can. It isn't actually because they did hire a few new uh, student psychologists last year, and we do have some um, funds from the government to assist the university, not specifically in mental health, but we can use these funds for this issue. Um, the main point is that uh, the new people they hired, uh, at least in my opinion, should be placed, at least some of them, at or faculty specifically, because I think at least every faculty should have at least one student psychologist. Most faculties do, we don't, and that's just, well, not good. Okay. Makes sense. All right. So also related to mental health, we can switch gears a little bit um, by talking about maybe these more kind of structural problems that uh, have to do with how we get to this point rather than fixing an issue uh, like just having kind of <coughs> these crisis psychologists. Um, so one thing that I as an international student have noticed, um, and I think even Dutch students notice, is that there's not a whole lot of sense of community at the UFA. There's not a lot of identification necessarily with the school. Um, and coronavirus has really exposed this kind of lack of solid communities. Um, so can you give an idea of what you would want to do um, to improve this? Go ahead. Um, well, I think uh, it, it, maybe there's not that much sense of community as a UFA-wide uh, thing, but I think uh, at, our, at our faculty, at least, the, um, the uh, student associations, study associations are very important, so they play an important role in... Uh, having uh, yeah, more informal uh, contact with your fellow students. Um, I, I think uh, this is something that we have talked about uh, with the, the dean also. Uh, there, there are some plans on uh, increasing this, um, this community feeling. So organizing also from the, the faculty itself, organizing uh, um, uh, things in the evening, for example, especially when we can go back to, to on-campus um, uh, activities. To to have more of, in, in a sense more of these uh, yeah, community uh, community building uh, uh, activities uh, and also to uh, uh, show that the our our factory and science park is not only a place for uh, for students to have lectures but also just a place to be when you want to 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 have a conversation with fellow students about topics so yeah I I think that is something and I, I'm very happy that the dean also. Um, wanted to uh, uh, help with this. That's, I think that's something, so those activities, I think that's something that could very uh, uh, much help this, uh, this uh, lack of community. So I uh, definitely agree that duty associations uh, are really important in this issue. 
Um, one of the things I've been doing during this council year is working together with uh, the dean also to look at the policy regarding uh, diversity. And one of the things I think is important is that uh, to have representation of different genders, ethnicities, religion, um, sexual identities uh, in teachers and employees to show students that these people uh, should be hired, they're welcome, and, you know, you indirectly look up to the people that teach you, right? So uh, this is also a way we uh, should definitely increase uh, diversity at the faculty, I think. Yeah, we from the Freie Student do have kind of a different opinion about it because we think it's really important to give everyone an even chance and everyone and make sure that um, procedures for if you want to work here or whatever are um, always, um, well, like do not select negatively on race, gender or whatever. But we do not want to um, select on those things as well because we think it's important to see people as who they are or n and not as the type of color of their skin or whatever. So um, we believe in yeah fair chances and then you can see what the outcome is. But of course, what is really important is that the working environment sometimes is not really attractive for some people. So I think that's where you should tackle the problem and not trying to select. Because, I mean, for example, if I'm a female, I don't want to be have the feeling that I'm selected just because I'm a female. I want to be selected because I'm good for this job. Did you want to respond? Uh, yeah, so um, I do get where you're coming from. I do also think that it's important, however, that the population of the faculty is directly reflected in the people that work at the faculty because that makes everyone feel welcome, right? So I think, uh, for example, if you have a commission um, which tests for PhD positions and you have, let's say, a 50% female population at the, uh, at the faculty and you have five males and no females in this council, that's something that's not good. So I think that to have equal representation of every group um, it, it should at least somewhat reflect uh, the student population uh, and the, just the population of the Netherlands in general. And I think that um, positive di discrimination, or however you want to call it, isn't necessarily a bad thing to do in that case. Yeah, I, I have a quick question to Eva <coughs> about this, because um, um, there will be Ufa Kieskompas um, uh, in, a, in a few days. And one of the questions there is about uh, the representation of international students in, uh, for example, the Student Council. And I know that your party is in favor of having some way to ensure that the international representation is proportional to the amount of international students that are present uh, at, the, at the faculty. So I was wondering if you are if you're saying that you don't want to select people based on something like gender, for example, why would you say that uh, people should be selected based on their uh, being them being international or not? That's something. Yeah, I was wondering. Well, um, of course, we want uh, fair chances. So I think if you um, make the uh, council as attractive for internationals as for regular students, that you get internationals eventually. So, yeah, I think I think we uh, I think and also Dan also agrees that uh, the uh, student council should be attractive. Uh, currently, at our faculty, there is very little uh, international participation in the uh, in uh, student council. 
but I think it's another thing to say that um, parties have to ensure that like f- a certain percentage of their uh, list should be uh, should be uh, representative from international uh, students. Yes, and um, at the Central Student Council, I believe the complaint of DVS, as far as I read it on the website, or at least uh, as I heard from people in the Central Council, was that the amount of internationals was basically overrepresented. Um, you know, I believe that if they're picked on their qualities, regardless of if they're national or international, that's fine. But uh, if DVS is actively against it, I don't really get why um, how that rhymes so to say with the, the policy of not uh, having positive or negative dem- discrimination if any sort yeah i do get what you mean right now i thought you meant something else and i was like huh? but uh yeah no <laughs> i was just kind of improvising but i get what you mean now yeah no of course uh we want to give everyone fair chances but um by the way of course we're talking about the faculty now and not about central so um yeah i am from the Freie student but i am here for the faculty yeah, so and like not for central so but um yeah actually i don't really think you don't have to agree with everything single thing your party says uh, so yeah <laughs> it, i think it doesn't really like um that isn't really relevant for this faculty so i don't really see the point of discussing it but um i mean if they from central the think it's really an overrepresentation of internationals making a policy like go in a direction that isn't beneficial for Dutch students. I do get what they mean because it is important that uh, the university is there for the Dutch students as well. Yeah, um, well, you say it's not relevant for um, for our faculty, but as I said, there currently are no international students in our council. So if your party says that they want... Uh, 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 representation that is proportional then you you would argue that our our faculty is very much uh an issue uh on this front because we don't have any representation of international students in our council currently so would your party uh be in favor of of uh i mean it would be too late for this year but would are your party be in favor of enacting some sort of requirement uh for for next year that that our parties uh have international students on on our uh, list well, we don't believe in quota, so no. But it would be a good idea to look why, co- how come we do not attract international students to this council. There must be something we do wrong why international students don't want to be in this council. So I think we should look at um, the reasons why it is like this. And then we, and of course, if, as parties, well, right now I'm on, on my own, but when I'm, uh, well, when we're running uh, next year, as a Freie student, we can try to look for international students who want to join the council, and you can as well. So I think we should just um, yeah sit with each other and try to think how we can attract more internationals. Okay, so um, I think it's sort of uh, coming out that this particular issue that the DBS maybe has um, a policy on actually doesn't super reflect how things are in the Faculty of Science. So maybe we can um, move on to go to a kind of a different track. Um, so we kind of got sidetracked on an issue of diversity, which personally <laughs> I love. I'm all here for it, and I'd like to get Same. into it um, a little bit later on. Um, and I'll ask some more questions about that. Um, but I was wondering if, back to the kind of idea of community building, if you have specific initiatives that you want to do, for example, 
obviously I think SLAFs, they have maybe <laughs> the sort of yeah. biggest community building um, initiative, which is just having beers. So is that something that the other parties also agree with? And maybe, Dan, you can go ahead and explain that so a bit more. So just to quickly explain what SLAFs is exactly doing, um, as a member of the student council, you get a grant from the university. Uh, well, it's not a grant, but you get paid for your work. And I hand in all that money and uh, we organize free beer drinks with that to give back to all the students at the faculty. And this is really a great way to get people interested in the student council. For example, it's how I heard of it. A lot of people, when you talk to them, oh, do you want to hear about the student council? They're just like, nah, it's, you know, I have other stuff to do. But when you offer them free beer, they immediately will ask you, why are you offering me this? And then you can just go off and tell them about it. And most of the time they're pretty interested in it. I think it's really positively impacted the amount of people that um, recognize the council. Uh, yeah, um, for for LEAF, um, community building is actually quite uh, one of our, the most important reasons why we have become a party. So, I mean, we as a party are very active during the uh, elections because we want the, we need the votes for for the student council. But but uh, during the other parts of the year, we are also still uh, uh, actively organizing events. For example, talks from people who have act- either been active at LEAF or have uh, in some other way been relevant to the to the faculty. Um, we also, that, that has been a bit less this year because of the corona, but we also hold uh, discussion evenings to talk about certain topics that are relevant to the, the student council. Um, we all, every year we have an activity during Valentine's Day. Uh, so uh, I, I think uh, as a party, we've all, always been quite active. It, it has been more difficult during corona, but we've always been very active uh, uh, to to have this community building because it's important to to uh, have people um, know about your party also outside of the uh, election uh, period because yeah the, the the student council isn't only relevant for students then it's relevant the whole year and so you have to and you need to uh, ensure we that need the input yeah and and yeah students need to be engaged and the the council of course does this themselves but uh, as parties you can also play a role uh, role in this. Yeah. I was wondering um, the activities you organize, are those just for the members of LEAF or for everyone? Because uh, uh, I haven't always seen these um, well invitations for this while well, I am subscribed to your Instagram page. Um, yeah, that, that depends. So we had Oof. two uh, we had two talks um, uh, the past year. Um, and um, usually they are uh, they are for every every student. So we had one talk from someone from uh, the Ministry of uh, Sociale Zaken. Uh, so he, he he had some requirements that uh, only UFA students were present because he wasn't really there as a representative of the, of the ministry. So he so he w- didn't want everyone want to be there. So, but most most of our our activities are um, uh, for not only for members because in the end uh, we also want to attract new members. So it wouldn't be that useful to to only uh, organize events uh, for those who are already members. So. Yeah, and of course, uh, the Freie Student uh, is running this first year uh, at the faculty. So I can't say anything we did last year. But um, the Freie Student is even a national network. And from uh, the Freie Student National, we organize a lot of activities. And uh, we try to even uh, bring people from different universities with each other in uh, in connection. I, I don't know. But, uh, so even bigger community. So yeah, of course, community uh, building is very important for us as well. So is there something specific that DVS would want to do if 
you were elected to the council? Yeah, I would definitely want to organize events with um, maybe people that uh, students find interesting to talk to. For example, um, someone who uh, is involved in education or um, we had a talk with someone who uh, was involved in education in The Hague and uh, we uh, talked about some problems students had during Corona and they directly asked uh, questions in The Hague. So that's um, good. Okay. Um, so this was actually something that you kind of brought up in your discussions of this community building issue, which is that there's quite low engagement um, with these faculty councils and specifically the Faculty of Science. Um, we were talking before and Robin mentioned that 7% uh, was the voter turnout last year, um, which is not great and doesn't represent um, what we would want. Um, so what are your kinds of uh, strategies for increasing student engagement in the next year? So, you know, when Corona is over, SLAS can organize its drinks again, which is uh, a good way to draw people in, ex especially first years and second years who haven't been really around on the uh, faculty that much. So they have really little experience um, with the faculty student council. So uh, that's also one of the things we see. Most of the current people in the council are not first or second years, they're third or fourth years, even fifth years. Um, so I think that would be a good way to draw them in. Yeah, I really think it's important not only to be seen during elections. And um, what I did, I uh, was in the board or in a council in uh, Utrecht as well, and we went with our party uh, along all kinds of uh, study associations, talked with people, asked if they saw problems, told them, uh, well, we're going to look at it, we're going to try to fix it, and really go try to fix it. So just try to uh, walk around the campus, ask people questions. So that's what uh, I would like to do here as well. Yeah, the Faculty Student Council also already hosts uh, talks, monthly talks with every study association to talk about such problems. Yeah, of course, but going around and meeting people who are in the room chilling there is different than just talking to the association. Ah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think uh, one of the problems last year was also obviously Corona, but I think uh, engagement with uh, elections is quite low at our faculty because there are not that many major issues for students. So I think most students think, well, everything's going fine. Uh, it doesn't really matter what 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 I what I vote for, if, or even if, if I even vote. Um, I think it's important because uh, because we don't have those those major issues. I think it's important for the f uh, student council to show that. Create some issues? Well, no, no, just kidding, no, just kidding. You, you could create issues. But it's also important to show that maybe the more boring parts are also obviously still very important to happen. So every year there are the uh, teaching and examination regulations. I mean, that's a lot of reading, a lot of uh, rules, and it's not that interesting, but it's still something that happens every year. And it's important that the, the stuff that uh, is written in, in those regulations, that it reflects what the students want. So um, th this year we're, we're, uh, we're almost done with this whole uh, process. But if, if students uh, have opinions about what they want the regulations to be, then uh, it's also important for them to vote for parties that reflect those, uh, those opinions. So, yeah. Okay, so for Eva and Dan then, um, this is an important issue as well, is why is it actually important for students to vote? And... What could you do if you had, you know, 80% voter turnout? Would that really make a difference? So, well, for SLAFs, it would entail if we got more voter turnout. Um, 
let me think. Well, first of all, we would have more free beer drinks, which is also nice. But that's uh, also a good moment to talk to the members of the student council and tell them about your problems. This is also one of the things we try to do during our free beer drinks. Um, other than that, um, with Slavs, you really vote for a person and their opinions or uh, the opinions of the members who are running for the council this year will also be on our website uh, during the election week. So you can basically pick your specific opinion rather than just having to go for a specific party, which is often a bit more broad. Uh, Slavs is really pragmatic, concrete. We just want to do this and we're going to do this because it's the opinion of one person you're voting for. So you know exactly what you're going to get. Hold on, but you asked why more people should vote, right? Or did I not understand the correct? Yeah, why is it important for voter turnout to be higher than 7%? Yeah, yeah. well, it's really important because... Um, we can go um, to people of the faculty, to the dean, and tell them we want this to happen. Students think this is important, but if we just go there with only uh, the council, they will say, well, you think it, but do other students think it? Like 7% of the students think it. It doesn't even say anything. But if we can say we want this to happen and we represent 80% of the students of the faculty, then they can't say that they don't agree because, well, of course they can, but then they have a much bigger problem because 80% of the students wants this to happen. So it's really important that people vote, really. Yeah, okay, great. That was very convincing. <laughs> um, gives you more vote and gives you more power when discussing with the board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely right. Okay, I think this brings us to um, an interesting uh, point of actually looking at what kind of power um, the faculty councils actually hold. Um, so... I'm just going to go ahead and explain what the radio at least understands to be um, the important powers that you do have, because all of the people that I actually talked to when preparing for this debate didn't even know that there was a faculty of science council. So <laughs> I'm sure that they won't know um, what actual powers you hold. So um, there's three main kind of powers. And of course, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. But there's first the right to consent, then the right to advise, and then direct action and mobilization. So first, the right to consent is basically that the faculty council can consent to the budget. So you will get sent the budget in October, November, and then you can kind of say, we don't like this about it. We think you should change this. And that does actually um, allow giving quite a lot of pressure to um, the faculty. Give us more student psychologists. Exactly. <laughs> but for this power to be real, the um, faculty council candidates actually have to be prepared to say no to the budget. Um, and of course, there can be a back and forth there. Then the second is the right to advise, which I think has come up a few times in what we've been talking about so far, which is that basically our um, faculty council has a lot of correspondence with the deans um, and the faculty boards. And there's actually quite a lot of power here because you can just annoy people into doing stuff pretty much yeah. from what I understand. Um, so the UFA can listen to this advice. So if as Dan mentioned, um, in Slavs, there is this, this idea that everyone has their own platform, right? So if one person takes it upon them to say, I really care about diversity, why aren't you doing this? Then every single week, Dan can go in there and complain. And so that's an important kind of power. Well, um, there's this one thing. If you want to uh, give such an advice to the board of the faculty, you have to do it with the complete student council. So it's something that can be brought up by individual candidates, but you still need a majority of the council to agree on it. Otherwise, um, you know, if the board got 12 messages a day about us complaining that 
would be a bit much. So that that's how that power works. Yeah, okay. you do have to work constructive. Yeah, so uh, the important thing is that the, the right to consent, that means that we have to agree with something, otherwise it's it's just not, not happening. So that's, uh, for example, the uh, parts of the ex examination, teaching examination regulations and uh, the budget. Um, the advice uh, it's also important because they don't really have to do it if we if we advise them to, but they have to they have to respond in like six uh, six weeks. And if we are not uh, happy with their response, we can just go back and forth, and they 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 can't just um, uh, just brush us away uh, if they if they don't like it. Another important right we have is the right to information. So that's also something that happens quite often if we need something. Uh, to to do our work, we we can just ask if it's if it's not classified information, of course, then we can just ask and and they have to provide it to us for us to do to do our work. Okay, so one final kind of uh, power that you do have that actually most students have, but maybe you have more because you have a bigger network, is this direct action mobilization. Um, so this is basically just the possibility to organize and mobilize and sign petitions and protests um, and do things like that. So this recently was seen with what the CSR kind of launched with the exchange programs where UFA said, we're not doing exchanges. And then someone basically made a group chat, started a petition and got the national media involved and UFA folded essentially. Um, so the exchange program is now allowed thanks to this kind of direct mobilization. Um, so a question that I have for you is out of these kinds of three or even four powers that uh, Robin mentioned, um, what are you prepared to do? What are you prepared to use and to what end? Well, I, I think in the end we're prepared to use all of them because they are uh, they're, they're all tools for sort of different situations. So, for example, um, uh, if we want to have some some uh, new rules in the um, uh, the teaching examination regulations, then we can use our right to consent. So then we can really force them because if we if we don't agree, there's just not a new tear and uh, which you need. Yeah, which 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 you need. So that's something uh, that sort of happened uh, last year, where the um, uh, the OR, so that's the the teachers' side of the medezeggenschap, uh, they they did not agree with one of the things all of a sudden, and then that that, that happened just before the uh, summer break, uh, which meant that either we had to agree with them not agreeing, which we, the the last year's council didn't. Um, or there was no new tear, and so it, it, it so this year we uh, still had to uh, uh, enact the new tear. I think in November. Um, well, because the the, uh, the the teachers were were uh, were stopping it, but I think yeah, we we are prepared to do anything if it's in favor of the, the students. Well, uh, I do agree with Robin. Of course, we're um, Slavs also prepared to do anything. One right, I myself think is particularly interesting is the right to give unsolicited advice so for example uh, with the policy on diversity this year we sent an unsolicited advice on how um, we want to be involved in it and how it needs to pass us uh, we'll get a response from that we also asked the board to set up a complaints counter so people don't have to go you know, from one person to the next, to the next, to the next, to even find out where they need to go uh, to have it in a centralized place. And the fact that the board really has to consider these options, provide a formal response, um, and sometimes even does these actions. For example, this is how the holiday week we had in May came into power. Uh, it's really powerful, really interesting to me. 
Yeah, I think the uh, the right to solicit unsolicited advice also allows the student council to be creative because it doesn't only cover the things that already happen, so the, the more formal stuff, but it also allows us to come up with new ideas and um, propose them to the to the dean, and they have to formally um, yeah consider those those ideas. So that gives us a lot <coughs> of creativity. Yeah, I really agree. I think it's a great way to uh, get new ideas into the faculty because. Well, people are, well, do think it's going fine here, but it can always go better. And if we have an idea like, uh, yeah, for example, what you say about diversity or whatever, if you want something to be changed, you have to write an advice. And I think it's really fun to write advices and to try to make the faculty better. And besides, of course, uh, all other uh, ways of accomplishing things are really important as well. We'll just try to use everything as much as possible to... Uh, yeah, get the best results for students. Okay, thank you. Um, all right, so we're going to get into some more sort of specific policies and faculty of science specific stuff. Um, so I'd like to talk about the quality of education. Um, and this is something that it seems is particularly important to uh, Robin and Leaf and DVS as well. It seems like DVS, if I'm not wrong, maybe has some different ideas. For example, um, some of the, the policies that you have like pragmatism and adding um, online education even in the future. Um, so can you talk about maybe the differences and the similarities between your platforms? Go ahead, Dan. I do have a specific question for DVS, actually, because you were talking about the online education, right? Yeah. I'm wondering, how do you want to implement that? Well, I think it's important that um, everything goes back to normal, like uh, just you can go to university, etc. But I think all lectures should be available online as well. So if you didn't understand something, you can still watch it back. Or if you're not able to make it to your lecture because you have a board meeting or whatever you have, you can watch it online as well. So we think it's important that students have freedom and can be flexible. And that's why we think it's important that... Um, yeah, lectures are available online as well. But of course, um, there is extra value in having lectures at the university. So that's why that's really important as well. But it's too bad to just brush all the online lectures away. And besides, there are some other digital, um, well, ex digital um, like solutions that have been found now due to Corona that can still be helpful besides the lectures. Uh, yeah, uh, coming back to the question about the differences between uh, the Freie Student and Leaf, I think remembering, I remember for your website, uh, your party uh, is not in favor of attendance requirements. That's something yes. we've also uh, implemented in our program this year. Uh, it's also something we've been uh, working on in the student council this year. So that's something we think students should, uh, should be uh, responsible themselves for either attending or not attending uh, 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 uh certain uh, activities uh, if they think it's necessary then they can go if they don't think so then they shouldn't be forced to another thing that's important to us uh, when talking about uh, education quality is also the evaluation of education currently uh, the most important way this is done is with the uvaq uh, course evaluations at the end of the course uh, we think this is a good tool but one of the important issues is that um, uh, students are often not informed about what the results are of these evaluations and what the actions are if these results are, are bad. 
And uh, we also want to look into uh, more uh, ways of evaluating also during the course, because the course evaluations, of course, are also only at the end of the course. And we want to look into ways of evaluating courses during a course so teachers can still implement changes if, they, if that's possible and if that's necessary. Yeah, I think that's really important as well. It's important to always try to make education better. We find quality of education, of course, really important. And coming back to the attendance, we think, uh, well, we're all adults. And if we think we don't need to be at a lecture, then we don't have to be there, we think. And we think it's important to give students freedom and to uh, let them decide what's best for them instead of let the university sort of as a police agent say you what to do. I think that's really weird. I do agree with that. Yeah, same. All right, so we're pretty much out of time. Um, so I would like to end with um, all of our candidates sharing kind of a post-COVID vision for what they would like to do and what they would do um, if they were on the council and if you vote for them. Uh, we can start with Dan. Uh, you're putting me on the spot, but I'll, yes, uh, I'll tell yes, you sir. What, what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. So if I'm in the council uh, post-COVID, what I really want to do is uh, draw more attention into the council so we can get more input from students, make the faculty a better place. And uh, we can also do this by organizing activities other than the slabs, but also just uh, activities as a council, so maybe a bit less beer-focused. Um, we definitely love to do that. Also, as I just discussed, um, when internationals are finally able to be in the Netherlands because Corona is over, uh, I would love to make them feel more welcome by working on the diversity policy. Yeah, I think it's really important to um, get the education back as it was before and try to uh, see what options digitally we can um, still keep. And besides, I think it's really important, a lot of students haven't even gone to university. And a lot of students totally don't feel a connection with the university. So I think it's really important to tell students, like, you're welcome here, um, this is your university, and to try to um, yeah, get that community feeling going and let them feel welcome and um, yeah, not like they're new while they already study here for a year. And uh, especially also the mental health issue try to um, see those problems if we have students back here and try to solve them. Yeah, I think um, uh, currently the, the student council is obviously looking at uh, how COVID is affecting us right now, but I think it's also important next year that we look at how what the long-term effects of all the uh, changes due to COVID uh, are. So if there are uh, if students lack certain knowledge because the courses uh, didn't go as as they were originally planned. So I think that's also a very important task of the student council to see whether there uh, there are issues that are may, may not be visible right now, but that, that come up next year because everything goes back to normal. But yeah, we, we stuff will won't be as normal as it as it used to be, I think. So there there will be there will be uh, differences from before COVID. So I think that's important to uh, to keep an eye on. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, so with that, with those post-COVID visions, um, we're going to wrap up. And I just want to encourage all of our listeners to please, of course, go out and vote. Um, it's super easy. I think it takes less than two minutes or one minute even. Um, and you can vote from May 31st to June 4th. So please make sure to do that. And thank you to all our candidates for being here. And good luck. Thank you for hosting. Thank you yes. very much.